your brain wants you to Google stuff. And if I can give one invitation, it would be to not Google. Mm -hmm. It would be to listen more than, than Google because Google is feeding the logic. Yeah. And it's making us try to, to form these connections that maybe we're not yet meant to logically understand. We're really meant to feel. I think that anytime you clear something, there's, there's space there. And for mm. us on this healing journey, especially in the beginning, space is really uncomfortable. We are in a society where we want to be bombarded. <laughs> like, yeah. We want to be stimulated all the time and space is scary. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, welcome to another episode of Openly Spoken. Today we have a guest by the name of Kelsey. Kelsey is an energy healer, a channel, and she helps men and women reconnect to their bodies, their wisdom, their gifts, and their spiritual aspects. She utilizes a variety of healing modalities, including Metatron, Silver Cord, Violet Flame, Reiki, and more. And if you are hearing those words, Metatron, Silver Cord, Violet Flame, and you're like, what the heck is that? Do not worry, because that's what we are going to be covering in this episode. When Kelsey told me that this was what she wanted to talk about on the podcast. I'm like, wait, what even is that? Yes. I want you on. (laughs) Come, come on my podcast. I want to learn from you. So she uses these healing modalities to connect to the love and wisdom of spirit to help individuals heal on a deeper and energetic level. So we're going to talk about three healing modalities. First, we talk about Metatron, then we talk about Violet Flame, and then we talk about Silver Cord just a little bit about what they are, how you can connect with them. And so excited for you to get a peep into Kelsey. And I also highly recommend going in the show notes and following her on Instagram. Like I remember when we first connected and we had our initial call where we were meeting, she's just like glows on camera. She's just like such a glow of energy. And I'm just like, Ooh, hi, hello being, <laughs> who are you? want to know more about you. So I highly recommend going and following her on Instagram. She has a lot of very informative, very profound content over there about healing, about up-leveling, about connecting with your higher self and all of that juicy stuff. 
So before I go off on some tangents, like I love to do, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with Kelsey Manila. a good way to start (laughs) that's a great way to start we should start every day like get out of bed and be like yay (laughs) as soon as we open our eyes yeah (laughs) everyone should try that well thank you kelsey for being here on the openly spoken podcast i'm so grateful and excited that you're taking the time to be here oh thank you for having me so thrilled to be with you Let's start off by giving a little backstory on who you are and what you do online. Okay, cool. Well, I'm Kelsey. Um, I go by Cosmic Kelsey in the little square world. And I, I really got here through a series of kind of wild synchronistic events that led me starting with um, the death of my, my brother and that opening me up to the spiritual world and realizing that um, death is not final. It's really just a different form of energy and being able to connect with that really opened me in many different ways. Um, And then some crazy, just synchronistic events led me to teachers and guides and mentors. Um, I had a meditation where my hands turned on and I was feeling this extremely intense energy moving through my hands. And I just had this knowing that I was supposed to do something with it. I didn't quite know what that was, but I knew I was supposed to send it to people. And so I started doing that, then learned that there was, there's palm chakras. You have chakras in your palms and energy actually can move through your hands. Mm -hmm. And that is then I guess, um, 2020 happened. And I, I won't say I lost my job because that was another beautiful synchronistic event. Um, my, my career came to an, that chapter of my life came to an end and I was left with this beautiful opportunity of, do I want to continue the path that I was on that didn't quite feel like it fit or, and I was kind of like endlessly jamming myself into, (laughs) um, or did I want to really follow this calling and this path, this, this healing path that I felt was like welcoming and blossoming. And that's mm-hmm. what I decided to do. And Cosmic Kelsey, my business was born and I started taking clients of January last year. So, <laughs> and so yeah. with your clients, do you, uh, you help them heal with the things that we're going to talk about with the violet flame, Metatron and silver cord, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I help my, my biggest like core belief is that we have learned to be disconnected from self, disconnected from body and therefore disconnected Mm -hmm. from soul and intuition and our spiritual team. So really everything I do is all about connecting people back with their body, back with spirit, back with their soul. And I do that through a a bunch of different modalities, but one of or some of the ways we're going to talk about today through the healing work is the energy healing work is, um, 
definitely one of my favorite ways of connection. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it because when you messaged me about it, I was like, what is that? Let me Google (laughs) it. I've never heard of this. So I'm excited to get into that. But before we get into that, um, I remember when we connected before Mm -hmm. you shared with me how, uh, when your brother passed away and you started, uh, noticing that you were meant to do something else, but there was this like resistance to that. What was the pivotal moment in your, in your journey and in your story where you were like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah, I think, I think the pivotal moment that I, and I, and I didn't quite, it wasn't like a full on, I went, I pivoted all the way and like went completely in a different direction. But the pivotal moment was after, after his death, I was actually at a wedding. I was at like a destination wedding. And I was having this very out of body experience where I was, I was like observing myself and inside myself at the same time. And I found myself questioning every, like every word that was coming out of my mouth and every action that I was, you know, that I was doing even like the drinking that I was doing, I was like, why Mm -hmm. am I doing this? It just didn't feel, it was like this moment that I was like, is this even me? Like, who even am I? Mm. <laughs> like, it yeah. was this, it was this very, I just, the only way I know how to describe it is out of body. And mm-hmm. I was like, who, who really even am I? Cause this doesn't feel like me. It feels like very like automatic behaviors that don't feel true. Mm. And so it yeah. was, that was kind of the catalyst for me to be like, okay, who am I then? And that's when I really started to do, you know, discover meditation and mindfulness practices. And I started journaling and uh, visualization and it just kind of sent me down this path of when to learn all things metaphysical. Mm -hmm. And that was really, that's really the moment that sticks out in my mind where I was like, things, things can't continue this way because it feels, it felt so weird. I felt Mm. like an alien in my own body. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I feel like that's a feeling that more people can become aware of if we just pay attention because um, like you mentioned earlier, how we've been kind of like conditioned to go away from who we really are. Yes. Cause like uh, I was reading something, I think it was in women who run with the wolves. I was reading, reading this uh, maybe like two weeks ago where she was talking about how there are animals who are becoming extinct and to help them, we like create an environment that's really close to their natural habitat. And like, we let them live in there and let them, you know, like recuperate, but for humans, like where's our natural habitat, you know, like when we go on vacation to escape our stresses of everyday life, we're going to yet another building, like yet another box that's inside. (laughs) Yes. That's yeah, that's crazy. And that makes me think of when I observe children, that's mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh, that's really our innate. And yeah. I don't know if it has like a locale, but it's like that's when I see our innateness coming through. And man, does that just get like stomped on and covered up and buried? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Kids are also a really good reminder of like our primal needs. Yeah. I just realizing like, oh man, my body is my child. Like my body is my baby that I have to take care of. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So 
but let's get into the three, uh, what do you call them? Like energy channels? What, do, what is it? Yeah. What is like the proper term for it? Yeah, I call okay. them healing modalities. Okay, healing modalities. Okay. But first, I feel like more people are familiar with Reiki. Yes. So let's like, for some people who might not be familiar with Reiki, or maybe they like know a little bit what it is. Let's talk about that first. And then like, because you've mentioned with me how like Reiki was like your gateway drug. Oh how, gosh, like you yes. discovered that first. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Reiki tends to be like the most well-known of the energy healing modalities. And really it's drawing upon symbols to pull the power of divine light and love through the body, through the breath and through the hands. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the, the simplest way to explain mm -hmm. it. And I really do believe that all the healing modalities are, are pulling from the same energy source. It's just, um, I found that for me, and I think I was telling you this, I was getting really um, caught up in the mental aspect of like mm. uh, the, the symbols and like trying to memorize them and trying to get them perfect that I think I was, it wasn't the, the modality for me. I needed mm -hmm. something that was more fluid and more flexible and more me. <laughs> and that kind of led me, like I said, it was my gateway drug. And that kind of led me to be like, what else is out there? What mm -hmm. other modalities are out there? And that's when I started to discover that there's myriad, there's so many of these modalities that are practiced that kind of are under the radar and kind of end up falling under this umbrella term of Reiki, but aren't Reiki. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So which was the first one that you discovered once you were, once you were already familiar with Reiki and wondering what else was out there? It was Metatron and okay. Metatron is, it's funny. Whenever I say it, people are like, is that a transformer? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It sounds like a, like a transformer for sure. <laughs> yeah. It almost it sounds like robotic or something, but, mm -hmm. um, Metatron, do we speak a little bit about yeah. what it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Metatron is an archangel. And for those of you who are like familiar with the Bible, he's Enoch in the Bible. And so he's an archangel that has this really unique quality of understanding our humanness because he was once human and now he's transcended and is divine, but he is like the archangel of transformation. So his energy is, and that's maybe the difference in Reiki is there's almost like these personalities that you're drawing from mm, okay. symbols. So yeah. um, Metatron's this, like he's the archangel of transformation. So his energy is like so laser focused. And if you're on the brink of change or you're on the brink of transformation, that's the modality that I'm most likely going to. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love his energy because it's intense and it's, um, it's like, <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, be careful what you wish for, because he's going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's his energy is more of like a clearing energy. So we're okay. really like removing blockages that are, or like density, it almost feels like staticky energy to me. So his mm -hmm. energy is more of like a clearing energy. So you're like clearing the way for this transformation to really take place. You're kind of like, uh, illuminating your path and clearing mm -hmm. everything up. That's keeping you from it. So that, that transformation, that change that's ready. I almost see like the tower tarot card, like that, the tarot card is like, everything's going to fall apart to fall together. That's, really, <laughs> that's kind of how I see his energy and how I feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is this something like someone can work on, on their own? I think everything can be worked on, on your own, honestly. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps to have a guide or a mentor because we're these very logical beings mm-hmm. trying to understand something that completely defies logic. And so I think it helps to have a mentor that's like, oh yeah, that's normal. Or I'm going to air quote normal. because <laughs> Yeah. What is but, normal? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. It's this like holding that we're like unconsciously seeking to be that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it helps to have somebody who who can help guide you through like your, your brain trying to take over when really it's like, um, I even say a prayer before I start these to, to leave my mind, my logical mind at the door and mm-hmm. detach from the influence of my ego, mm-hmm. because they're real, they really don't like coexist with each other in the healing space. It's really mm-hmm. more of like a, a body, a soul, it's like, it's like a soul, your soul is like your second brain, but maybe your first brain is kind of how I see it. You're like more thinking with your soul, thinking with your head. So yeah, I think you can develop these gifts on your own for sure, but it kind of helps to like, it helps your human Mm -hmm. (laughs) to bounce off of a, of another human, these very like logic defying concepts and ideas and experiences. I love what you said too, about like your soul being your second brain, but also maybe your first brain, Yeah. because then I think back to like what we said earlier about children, specifically babies, because like they're not speaking yet and they're just kind of like observing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I also say that you're like your first eye chakra instead of your third eye. Cause I really think that this is like the primary Mm -hmm. lens. Yeah. Yeah. or anything else. Uh-huh. So yeah, first so brain. Fascinating. <laughs> so uh you mentioned that it's it's something that the Metatron is something that people can practice on their own. Is it yeah. something that maybe because like I found this with some of my friends who have gone to like Reiki training where yeah. they're in the training and they're learning about something and they're like, oh like I've kind of always done this. Yes. <laughs> I think we've many of us have done this before and that's I think so that's cool. probably why my um once I moved out of the logic of things and moved more into my body and my intuitive knowing then it was like things just became things happened very quickly and I was like oh it's almost like I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. but then the logical brain almost like steps in and is like or the ego is like you don't know what you're doing you feel like you're <laughs> just learn this, but my body is like flowing and doing things that seem so natural. And that's probably why Reiki being my first modality maybe was also difficult because I still yeah. had that, like that ego, um, trying to keep me from coming into my abilities because mm-hmm. to my mind, it was foreign, but to my soul and my body, it was, it was natural and it was easy. And it made so mm-hmm. much like sense, not up in my mind, but sense in my body. Mm -hmm. And then also with Reiki, I know that in Reiki, they work a lot with the chakra system. Is it the same with all three of these that were the, there's two more that we're going to bring up for people who are listening. (laughs) Yes. I think I tend to work with the chakras regardless because they're energy centers. And so they if there, if there isn't flow there, if they're not communicating to the other chakras, then that's when people kind of feel like they're blocked mm-hmm. or they're off balance. Um, mm-hmm. the chakras are always, they're, they're perfect, but we get like energy. That's kind of like 
stuck in in the way of the flow of them so they're yeah. not like they're not talking to each other like they they could be mm-hmm. so I tend to kind of always work with the chakras but then I'm also guided to places on people where maybe there's injury which is often kind of funny that sometimes injury isn't actually like you're physically hurt. It's, it's energy that's being held in your body and energy that's been patterned to Mm. go there because it's maybe an available space that you learn to, to push it. And so I'm also guided to just, um, intuitively feel around, um, I'm feeling with my hands, like the person's actually in front of me, but most of my work is done, um, face-to-face on the computer. So, mm-hmm. or on like on a zoom. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm using my, my hands, like the person's in front of me and I'm sensing energy that way. So sometimes I'm guided away from the chakras and toward the right hip or, um, you know, the, the ear or the shoulders and from practicing, I kind of have these different understandings of what those places might mean, mm-hmm. or it might just be a place where that person has injury. That person has, um, like pain. Yeah. yeah. The shoulders is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've also recently learned how, uh, it's really fascinating how, if you have pain, no matter where it is in your shoulders, like it might not be like how you said, might not be an, uh, an injury, yeah. but it's like, I think shoulders are typically like anxiety or fear that is stored from like long time ago. Yeah. It's been frozen in there for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like where we carry all of our burden. That's kind of how yeah. I see the shoulders, like where we carry mm-hmm. all the burdens, all the weight, all the trauma to like carry them all like up here. Yeah. So let's move to the, um, I don't know which one you want to go to next. So first you just, you discovered Reiki and yeah. with the symbols and stuff, you found that it was hard to like disconnect from your logical mind and like really be in it. it so then you, you were wondering what, what else is out there. So then you discovered a Metatron and then mm-hmm. what was the next one that you discovered? The next one was violet flame. Okay. And, and what is that? <laughs> that actually happened in a, in an interesting way. I started, um, connecting with St. Germain, who's an ascended master that works through the energy of the violet flame. Mm-hmm. Um, and the violet flame is for archangels and ascended masters with their female counterparts. So it's a very balancing energy. So, so it's, it's Saint eight Germain. people. Sorry, it's four. So it's okay, four. two pairs, um, okay, two pairs okay. mm-hmm. and his female counterpart is lady Portia. And then we have archangels at Kiel. And his female counterpart is holy amethyst. So it's a very balancing energy and it's very light. Um, I always describe it as like childlike. It's almost like bubbly, giggly kind of energy. So it's really uplifting. And this is an energy of transmutation. So it's different from Metatron where we're not like actually removing blocks or removing energy or removing density we're transmuting the frequency. So we're raising mm-hmm. the frequency of the energy that's in the body, which I think is really cool too, because then it's not as like, um, if someone's on a lunch break, for example, we could do a violet flame healing, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you have a full day packed in front of you. Let's go into Metatron. So they each mm-hmm. kind of have their places okay. and mm-hmm. um, their purposes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love, um, so I started kind of working with St. Germain and then got called to violet flame. That just kind of was another synchronistic moment that came into my life through my teacher. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So this one is more of like, um, you can do like five minutes of it or something. Like you could do like a shorter practice of it. I would say, yes, that's, that's definitely fair to say because Metatron, I I really have a process of clearing and Mm -hmm. that's part of the modality is this clearing process that I don't really stray from. And with Violet Flame, I would say, yeah, it's, it's more accessible um, Mm -hmm. quickly. And I feel like you could do a shorter, yeah, that's, that's definitely fair to say. You could probably do a shorter session of that for sure. And then the first one, the Metatron, I'm guessing, like, since you mentioned, you wouldn't do that if they have a pack day. Yeah. Does that have like, like what I'm thinking to like, what my brain is comparing it to, like to things that I know is like shamanic breath work, how like you can do a 45 minute session of shamanic breath work, but you should take the rest of the day slow because like emotions are going to come up. Yes. Yes. And also I just think that anytime you clear something, there's, there's space there. And for Mm. us on this healing journey, especially in the beginning, space is really uncomfortable. We are in a society where we want to be bombarded. (laughs) We want to be stimulated all the time and space is scary. So for that reason too, I always tell people, yeah, if we're doing Metatron and we don't always know, I don't know going into the session always, which modality I'm choosing. Um, and I think we're talking through three today, but there's, there's others that I work with as well. Wow. <laughs> I know when I said it was my Reiki was my gateway drug. I meant it, um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest to do a Metatron session with someone. Um, maybe even like a first time session, I wouldn't do Metatron that might be saved for a later time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes the more gentle modality is a great gateway drug for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's less scary. It's more comforting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes for like any kind of healing work, even like meditation. Like if you're new to meditation, it's so much better to like do it for five minutes instead of diving into an hour long guided meditation. Yes. I, I so agree. And I do have people that come, um, my like energy healing session where I, I, I choose a modality. I don't know what we're doing yet. My, mm. my signature session is two hours. Mm. So sometimes people are coming for their very first session for two hours. And at mm. that point, I'm like, all right, we're probably going gentle. And sometimes, sometimes they're ready for the, for their lives to be kind of rocked by Metatron. Mm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. So it really all depends. And I, I truly don't know until I'm in front of the person and working with them in, in their energy. Yeah. And I'm sure it can depend on like, even if they're completely new to it, it could depend on like what other things they're doing in their life Yeah, to heal, you know, Yes, because there's so many different, so many different layers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's, many things. That's why it's so, it's such a like amazing journey to go down. Like how you mentioned how you went through this journey where you discovered meditation and visualization and breath work. It's like, a never ending journey. And, um, during the pandemic, it made me very grateful for that. Cause it's like, you could never be bored. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't. It's always and, something to discover. <laughs> yeah. And even with something that you think you already know, mm-hmm. uh, my, my guides told me recently when I was channeling, they said, w- sometimes when you think, you know, you close. And so thinking that, you know, something actually closes you off to 
knowing more like of the multifacetedness of everything. So I try to keep myself as open as I can to feeling different energies, even as I'm doing things that I'm very accustomed to doing. Yeah. Because so many, like you said, there's so many facets, there's so many layers to Mm -hmm. everything. That makes so much sense. Definitely never boring. Yeah. (laughs) I'll Um, never be bored again. (laughs) And also what you said about like closing ourselves off, if we think we know something, like even if, even if it's like, I don't know, a YouTube video or a class or something on something that you've learned before, we all have different perspectives and we all have different ways of wording things. I definitely, I can't think of an example right now, but I've definitely like seen videos where someone is saying something that I knew, but because of the words they chose, I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. (laughs) Yeah. And even the way that I know Metatron and experience the violet flame may be completely different from the Mm -hmm. way someone else experiences those modalities or those energies. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's cool to jam on too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then when you already knew Metatron and Violet Flame, what, what then led you to discover the next one that we're going to talk about? Were you, were you just open and curious in general, or were you like, wow, this is, this really works. Like, how can I go deeper with this? What was that? What was that like? Yes. There was a hunger there for sure, because not only was my life changing, but the people that I worked with their lives were changing too. And mm-hmm. I, there was really just this hunger. And, you know, to if I'm being totally transparent here, there was definitely still like uh, an ego pull to like, um, you have to learn more, you have to know mm-hmm. more. And so mm-hmm. there was definitely that aspect of it too, that I feel like I'm a little more settled with now, but being coming from this like 80 hour work week environment to definitely not that there was, <laughs> it's like th- these like engines firing in me that were like not yet settled and not yet. And this was before I really like told, like was knew my human design, like other parts of mm. myself that helped me understand the way I operate and the way that I work. But, um, I, there was for sure a hunger. And then there was a little bit of this, like, unsettled energy that made me feel like I had to do more. Mm-hmm. So I think both of those two kind of went hand in hand when I took the advanced healing techniques, which is where I learned the Supreme being silver cord and also like Kundalini past life clearing, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, that was that. so Kundalini is also like an energy channel. Yes. Yeah, so- I only know like Kundalini yoga, but I've never really like yeah. studied it or yeah, your kundalini channels hold the energy of your past lives. And so with your past lives, you also hold the energy of how you left, <laughs> how you left your life. And so clearing your kundalini channels can be really vital in clearing out some of that, like the fear energy or uh, just like the trigger energy of your, the way that you left earth many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. <laughs> I actually don't like doing those. <laughs> you don't like doing those. I don't like doing those. Cause I see a lot of those endings and mm, I don't think it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't like thrill me. Yeah. So sometimes I'm called to do that and I'm like, all right, I'll follow that call. But often I, I, I don't like willingly yeah. offer those. 
And then, and then after those sessions, you have to do your own like clearing on yourself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. After every session. Yeah. The clearing of the energy after is so important. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's like, sometimes, honestly, that's like the last thing I want to do because sometimes I'm so jazzed. (laughs) Mm. Sometimes I'm just so like lit up that my brain's like, you're not carrying anything. You haven't taken on any density. I'm like, I feel great, but it's always important to just clear it out anyway. So I I make sure I dedicate time to clearing after every, so I never back up like sessions on top of each other. Always. That's good. Mm -hmm. Especially because like, even if it's a positive energy, it's still like someone else's. So yeah, it's like, you don't know what it will do. Yes. You know, it's like a visitor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a passenger. Get out of my house. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you mentioned the silver cord that, but I don't think we went into detail, like what it is exactly. Yeah. I kind of call that the cosmic vacuum cleaner and that's actually a great, a really great one, um, for a first time session, even though it is a clearing, it's really, um, I almost call it like a, it's a selective clearing. So it's really clearing out just the energy that's unwanted, just the energy that's like, look, some people might say low vibration. Some people might say dense, Mm -hmm. um, whereas Metatron, sometimes people are not like wanting to, they're still kind of holding on to some of that energy and they don't want to let it go yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would say it's almost like, um, a vacuum cleaner in the sense that it's like not deep cleaning your carpets, but it's like getting all the surface stuff up, up that you're ready to let go of. So you feel really refreshed and like, oh, like there's clarity afterward. It's not this like, I'll go back to the tower card that I feel like is often with Metatron where it's like transformation is happening, um, <laughs> whether you like it or not. It's like, you feel very clear and very uplifted afterward, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you use the three together all the time or? No, I I will often utilize violet flame in addition to another modality just because it's so so light light. and yeah, it's, it really like, when I think about it, it's like, it's a cloud. It's like a fluffy light cloud energy. It really, I've had people like, especially in person break out into laughter on the massage table, like just start laughing or like laugh crying yeah it's, oh it's laugh really- crying is the best yes that's like my favorite bodily uh reaction or function <laughs> <laughs> laugh crying <laughs> yes oh I I totally agree with that yes especially yeah. when it's like uncontrollable like you can't stop laughing yeah, like, and like your sides are hurting <laughs> Yes, I am all for as many laugh cry moments as I can have. I'm I open myself up to all of those. Yeah. Yes. And then um I'm curious too, yeah. because you've mentioned how like sometimes, like you mentioned how with the really deep one, the Metatron one, how it it's kind of like I don't want to say heavy. What's the right word? It's like intense and it's like transformation is going to happen. So the question that's popping up in my mind is like, are, do you think these energies are like working even though we might not be aware of it? Cause like, when you say that, I just think about how, like in, in my past, like 
there was one time like three years ago where within the span of like four days, like all these things happened where I like got fired from a job and (laughs) and like my sister was visiting and like all these like very difficult things happened all at once. And like in the moment I was like, oh my God, my life is falling apart. But it was actually like all really good and like what I needed and like the job I got fired from, I hated working there. So like it was like a favor. (laughs) Yes, I... I feel like that the interference in from the spirit world world to our world has to be permitted. Like we have to give mm. permission yeah. um, because our free will, I think is so important to our yeah. existence. Yeah. So I don't know that they, um, they interfere without our permission ever. However, what I would say in that case is that your soul was giving full, full permission And your soul was already like aware of what was happening and what needed to happen. Yeah. Because that sounds so much like part of my story where I was so in my logical mind that Mm. I was not connected to my soul at all. But Mm. my soul like was our understanding. That's that first brain was understanding beyond what my head ever, ever could. So I would say you were giving permission there (laughs) for all of that to take place. Plus, I believe fully, I'm not sure what you believe, but I believe that we came here with some, some contractual things that Mm. we agreed to before we arrived on earth. We Mm. were like, okay, yep. I I'm going to do those things. And Mm -hmm. we knew some of the moments, the, you know, the big moments that were going to happen to us. And we already said, okay, to them. So Mm -hmm. again, your soul is like leading you without you even knowing. Yeah. Which I find so awesome. Yeah. It's it's almost like relaxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when we just listen to that first brain, Mm -hmm. we'd be, we'd be leading a much different, um, it it feels to me like a less heavy, less struggle ridden life. Mm -hmm. So how can someone start working with these energies? Like for someone who's listening, who like, this is their first time hearing about all this and they're like, huh, like, what is this? How do I start? How do I use it? What would you, what would you tell them? I would say the first thing, I think the first step always for me in any case is awareness. And so start becoming aware of what is drawing your attention. It might Mm -hmm. be a color. It might be, it might be a symbol. Um, it Mm -hmm. might be an animal, And then start connecting deeper when you go into those meditative moments and meditation, I don't believe has to be like legs crossed on, on the floor of a dark room, you know, your, your peace fingers together. Or I think meditation can really be any moment that we're fully allowing ourselves to be present. Yeah. Uh Truly. So give yourself opportunities and moments to connect with what's drawing your attention. Mm-hmm. and see, and see what you feel from that and trust more what you feel than what you think, because your brain, mm-hmm. your brain wants you to Google stuff. And if I can give one invitation, it would be to not Google. Mm-hmm. It would be to listen more than, than Google because Google is feeding the logic. Yeah. And it's making us try to, to form these connections that maybe we're not yet meant to logically understand. We're really meant to feel, mm-hmm. and I would say, feel, feel more, think less. <laughs> is is like if we could summarize everything um follow what is what's getting your attention and and feel into it 
think less about it. Not like, what does this mean? What is it? Mm-hmm. Just, just feel into it. And mm-hmm. when you're feeling, when you're in presence with your body, that's where your soul speaks to you. And that's where spirit speaks to you. Spirit's not going to speak to you. You're not going to be able to hear it, but you're not going to be able to hear your soul. If you're constantly logically thinking about all sorts of what if, what if, what could it be? You have to get really quiet and, mm-hmm. and just listen. I feel like that was sage life advice. Yes. <laughs> <It was> like. <laughs> Cause like even not related to this topic, like we, the world needs to feel more because it's like yeah. right now there's such a emphasis on like being productive and like doing okay. things and making money and being in the rat race and all these things that are keeping us up here. Absolutely. And we're so like disconnected. And we're so, like we said earlier, we're so stimulated and distracted. Yeah. And I found in, in working with people that often it's scary to be present and that's, I do have, I don't, I do totally have a beef with like people just saying, just be present. And like, there's a lot that, yeah. Like how (laughs) it, it's a lot to be fully present because when you're present, you're going to notice everything. And if you are operating in a state of protection, which most people are in fight or flight because they're stressed and they're worried and they're freaked out, especially with today's climate, you're not going to notice the good things. You're going to notice all the bad things. And then your brain's going to be like, see, I told you, you shouldn't be here. And then guess where you're going to go back to? You're going to go back to your mind. Cause this is the quote unquote, I'm air quoting again, safer place to be. So true. Yeah. So we got to get comfortable with being in our bodies again and being mm-hmm. with the stillness and being with the silence and being with the sensations that are neither good nor bad. They're just teaching us something. They're telling us something. They're speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> and also too, like we can, we can maybe use our minds a little bit to like get us into that feeling state. Yeah. Like, um, something that really helped me was having a gratitude journal, like a journal that was just for gratitude and like filling that entire journal front to back just with that. And, um, now it's not something that I do every day because it's more of like a habit for me now. Um, but like that, I feel like is a really like life hack way to get into more feeling because you're using your thoughts to focus on like, all right, what is good? And as you do that, you uncover more of what is good. And then like, you can't help but feel something within your heart of like, wow, I'm so blessed. (laughs) Yeah, I think gratitude is like one of the quickest pathways to shifting your perspective out Mm -hmm. of like, I call it like staring at the floor versus like just lifting your gaze and like, oh, there's a beautiful Mm -hmm. ocean with dolphins jumping and like a rainbow. Like it's not that that didn't exist before. You just were looking at something something else. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's a really great way to just immediately shift your perspective. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Cause we're focusing on like, what's good rather than what's not good. <laughs> yes. So yes. I have a, um, a few like rapid fire questions I'd like to do Ooh. towards the end. And then we'll talk okay. about how, how people can find out more about you and work with you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So the first one is, uh, what does self-love mean to you? Oh. <sighs> Self-love is allowing yourself to express rather than suppress. Mm, beautiful. And then also this one isn't normally in my rapid fire, but it's inspired by like what I'm doing on Instagram right now. 
What is your uh, love language? Your primary love language? Acts of service. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) Do you know what your secondary one is? No, I don't. I don't know if everyone has primary and secondary. I know I have two of them, but. um, Probably words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's cool too how the acts of service ties into like what you do as well. Yes, which also brings up a good point that healers need healing too. Yeah. I like to go get healing sound baths, Reiki sessions. Like I I love sound baths. Oh my gosh, me too. That's all my favorite. I remember the first time I went to one, I was like crying, but like my eyes were just leaking. Like I wasn't like sobbing with my whole body. My eyes were just leaking. And I was like, this feels so good. This, yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. (laughs) Okay, uh, next question. Uh, Just finish this phrase. The way to my heart is? Chocolate. I have such a sweet tooth. Salted chocolate. We'll that. <laughs> dark chocolate. Yours. That thing always gets the, it gets really fun answers. I love that. <laughs> I <bet. laughs> and then um, what makes you feel most alive? Mm. <sighs> Connecting with spirit. It, it just, it totally is electric. And when I say connecting with spirit, I mean, connecting with other people's soul and spirit too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I had a, a session recently where I actually was able to touch someone and I put my hand on her and it was, uh, I hope I can say this here. It was like a full body orgasm, <laughs> like not originating. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I got it. It, so yeah, that really just lights me up and makes, it really makes me want to make sure that everyone has access because everyone does have access. So I feel like one of my jobs here is to like bring people back home to themselves and to spirit. And then last question, what is your favorite part about being a woman? I, I think my favorite part about being a woman is movement. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if that translates, but, um, the way that I move my body that I've like really been coming into recently has been so expressive for me. So I guess I would say expressing through my body mm. is one of my favorite parts about being a woman. Cause I think we are just like naturally very expressive through our bodies. Yeah. It's that's beautiful. <laughs> So where can our listeners find out more about you and work with you? Yeah, I am on Instagram and it's cosmic underscore Kelsey and Kelsey is K-E-L-S-E-Y. And I also have a website where you can see all of my services and even download some meditations if you're feeling up for it. And that is www.cosmickelsey.com, all one word. Awesome. And I'll put that link in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was so great. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend. 
and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe, and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.